WWPod, TPS Radio, Mike, James. Um, Mike, as you know, we were going to come on to talk about Raw. Yes, indeed. We're not going to come on to talk about Raw. We want to mention it a bit. We're going to talk about the death of Percy Pringle, William Moody, or Paul Bearer, who uh, died today at the day of recording. This is, a, um, well, no, I think it was Wednesday the 5th of uh, March, wasn't it? I think he died Tuesday evening. Tuesday evening, okay, okay, um, yeah, on when, uh, yeah, mourn the death of uh, William Moody, a real life, he was a real life undertaker though, wasn't he? He was, he, uh, I was reading some stuff about him uh, earlier on, as obviously I'm sure a lot of people did, he, he was, when he first started as a manager, right, in I think 79, he yep. actually quit fairly early on, because he was a kid, and to finish a degree in, uh, Funeral directorship and mortuary something or other. It okay. was a real life thing. Yeah, yeah. He was a real life embalmer of bodies. I know. And what's quite funny is on um, he's been he's been interviewed by various sites, uh, Wrestling Observer and other things over the years. And in terms yeah. of um, I remember when he mentioned obviously his work that people would recognise him as Paul Bearer, which is quite amusing in a funny in a funny way obviously the families are going there for a sad time but um he was mentioning how it's nice to it's like kind of kind of like an icebreaker or something like that you know to maybe lighten the mood a tiny bit the fact that they recognize him as paul bearer if they're wrestling that's, fans that's very sweet I, I guess the sort of thing where if you go into like a court case thing horrible like that uh, and, and, it, and it turns out the judge is really uh what who's that guy from all those action films Schwarzenegger. Steven Seagal. Yes. Steven Seagal is a part-time judge. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, Judge? Seagal is a part-time judge. In, in fact, in <laughs> fact, I had a thing the other day, right? Do you know uh, Iron Maiden, right? Yes. The lead singer of Iron Maiden, Bruce Dickinson, is a real-life uh, plane uh, a pilot as well. So every now and again, if I'm on a plane, which doesn't happen very often, obviously, but if ever I'm on a plane, I think, please, please... Can he come over the top? I go, ladies and gentlemen, they show pilot Bruce Dickinson. Yes, yes, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> wow, Paul Bear. I mean, I mean, everyone knows him from his time in the WWF, pretty much. Ninety percent so, of the yes. people, especially people listening to this podcast. I mean, he debuted yes, what, December twenty second, nineteen ninety, in the WWF uh, to be known as Paul Bearer, a creepy heel manager, and he was given the opportunity to manage the Undertaker. Um. And it, I mean, it's, it, I think was it WrestleMania Seven? Undertaker, Jimmy Snooker, I think was the Undertaker's first WrestleMania match. I think I'm not sure though. Um, that sounds about right. Are we talking ninety three, ninety one. Oh, I, I got a bit confused. Fair enough, ninety one. Yes, that does make sense. Yeah. He, oh, uh, sorry, he, no, no. Defeated Jimmy the Superfly Snooker, ninety one. Ninety two was against Jake the Snake Roberts. 
I said 93. Who was that? 93 WrestleMania uh, defeated, um, um, I think Big Show, but worse. Giant Gonzalez. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Well, we're talking Big Show, but worse. We're talking the... Oh, I I was going to say the Grim Reaper, but that doesn't seem really appropriate today, does it? (laughs) No. But here's here's a question, Mike. Yes, dear. No, imagine no Paul Bearer. What would have happened to The Undertaker? Oh, that's a very good question. I mean, in, in those early days, probably not a lot. He was the mouthpiece of The Undertaker due to The Undertaker's, like, zombie. He was basically a zombie, wasn't he, essentially? He pretty much was, yes. He was, I mean, obviously, over the years, obviously, Undertaker has this great mystique. You don't quite know what he's supposed to be in a strange way. Is he supposed to be almost Satan himself, as you're fairly What What is he exactly? But in those early days, it was like he was some kind of undead Thing, wasn't he? Absolutely. Now, where would you put Paul Bearer in, in the all-time greats of managers? He wasn't an all-time great, but maybe like, uh, um, you know, like a... Uh, oh, I always meant... Uh, who's Hello? the guy with the microphone? Jimmy... What? Hart. Hart. That's it. J- Jimmy Hart. Or, or people, I mean, would you put him up there with that, or would you put him on the echelon slightly lower? I'd put him pretty damn high. I mean... When you think about wrestling managers, mm-hmm. I think Bobby Heenan, I think Paul Bearer. Okay, well, that's that's good. I don't think... Is he is he really up there, Bobby Heenan and Jimmy Hart? I think, me, for me, he's just a Go tiny on. bit lower. But, however, as the character he got given, you could argue he he's done just as good a job and he made the character a lot more larger than life than maybe even someone like Jimmy Hart did with his over-the-top facial expressions, his uh, almost ridiculous voice, in, but in a good way. Um, and it, as, as to, in terms of a character he was playing, he played a much better character, arguably, than the other managers. Yes, yes, yes! He did it, um... There was some. It's a very fine line with wrestling, especially in the early nineties. You had a thing where obviously the cartoonish gimmicks were starting to become a bit passe, but Paul Bearer was so over the top and cartoonish. He was cool. He he was so big in those facial expressions and that weird. But he he crossed that line, you know. I am nodding with agreement, Mike. You can't see me, but I am nodding in agreement. As you can see, I'm in your front garden. Excellent. Creepy, but excellent. Um, That's me eating the croquet hoops. Uh, oh, you're not the naked one, then. Who's that? Um, yes, that's me. Oh, that is you. Oh, fair enough. Oh, you lost some weight, Mike, since I last saw you. That's good. I have, thank you. You look lovely. Cheers. Um, the, gar- the garden gnome is looking a bit nervous, to be fair. <laughs> the oh, beautiful garden gnome. Not for much longer. No, no. So his first WrestleMania would have been WrestleMania 7, uh, where Undertaker defeated Jimmy Superfly Snooker. And as you mentioned, Mike, in the early years of The Undertaker, no Paul Bearer, we may have had no Undertaker today. Would you agree with that, then? I think that I think that's a pretty good show. I mean, it's so difficult to say. I mean, it's like, I mean, there are certain wrestlers who needed help to be launched. There would be no John Cena if it wasn't for B-squared. If you remember yeah, him. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. There would be no... Uh, let, let me think. There would be no... Uh, uh, help TNA me without Trish Stratus. No, I'm joking, no. Um, 
There would be no TNA in my perfect world. In my perfect world. Um, that's harsh. That, I don't mean that. <laughs> there would be a TNA. I just shake up. He he was TNA for about. He wasn't your Percy Pringle. He was, but then again, I mean, I think the most recent manager where we could almost well not quite compare to Paul Boyer, but played a, a borderline over the top character is Alejandro Strada. I thought you'd say he, but I noticed that. Uh, are you the same as me? Can you not? Can you not roll your R's? No. Can you roll your R's? No, I can't. I can't, Mike. Good. I thought it was just me. No. Um, Umaga's well, manager. Or Umanga. Umaga's manager, Armando Alejandro Estrada. That's the best I can do. Uh, yeah, he, he was... Although some of his delivery was a bit weird, he was very key in Umaga's initial launch. But after a little... Uh, I mean, personally, I wonder if, if Umaga still did need him later on. Armando uh, 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 Alejandro they they took him off of Umaga... And made him the general manager of ECW. But that was at the end of Umaga. I mean, not Umaga, but, um, you know, Mr. Estrada. It wasn't the end of Umaga. It, it was, I think it was the end of, of, of Armando, yeah. I, was I, it the it beginning was... of the end of Umaga, though, in terms of being over? Because so much really helped for that entrance, and he wasn't as much of a be- as much of a deal. He wasn't pushed as much. Obviously, he'd lost against John Cena then, I think, twice in a row at that year's New Year's Revolution, and obviously the Royal Rumble in that very good last man standing match. But he was after that WrestleMania, I think it may, uh, may have been WrestleMania 23, he was a bit part in the um, in the Vince McMahon versus Donald Trump. He was there, but he kind of played a bit part, almost a supporting supporting cast member for that match, wasn't he? Um, uh, and then and then he went. But I think when he went, I think a lot of Umaga's push went, and a lot of Umaga being over as the character he is kind of went a bit as well. It was kind of a strange idea. Let's I know we're going off on a bit here, but let's take a character who can't talk. Who we built up as the idea of speaks Samoan instead of, and not English, obviously that wasn't the case. And let's build up this guy who's supposed to be like a wild man and this, this, that, and whatever, who doesn't really communicate, and then we'll take away the one person that means he can do interviews. Huh? Yeah, it doesn't make yeah, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. And going back to the Undertaker thing, that's why I think Paul Bearer, as we're both in agreement, um, was so important in the Undertaker's early days. And interestingly, Paul Bearer he, he's got. He, would you say he's? I know he's. He managed the Undertaker. Then he didn't. But surely he's got to be one of the longest-going, arguably on-off managers in WWE history. That crossed my mind as well. I mean, when I mean, who else what, will be longer? I can't think of anyone personally. Because he managed Kane, I think, and as long as goes. Was it last year or maybe the year before last? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was along those lines. Yeah, very recently. It was, yeah, it was definitely no, no earlier than 2011 for sure. If it wasn't last Indeed. year, um, yeah, and so he managed the Undertaker for quite a long time as well. Um, I mean, I mean, and, like and, he's and very, very briefly, mankind. Very but briefly, even, mankind, which played but, into a big storyline. Exactly, but even then, he was managing mankind because he was feuding with the Undertaker. Yeah. I mean, what a run, as you say, to be with... He was with Taker to, what, 1990 to 96. Then he was with Mankind versus Taker. Then he was with Kane versus Taker. Then back with Taker. He, man, he I mean, he was so good that it didn't get boring. 
He's associated with The Undertaker. I mean, that says it all. Yeah, I think it was. It might have been even the SummerSlam match where Mankind defeated Undertaker in the first ever Boiler Room Brawl. It was around then, I think. Um, I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, and then I think we had Survivor Series 96 where The Undertaker defeated Mankind with Paul Bearer suspended in a cage above the ring. So I've not seen that one. Yeah, well, no, and then obviously we got the famous uh, Paul Bearer turning on the Undertaker to manage Kane in that during that during the first ever Hell in a Cell match with Shawn Michaels. Your brother Kane is coming. Well, oh, and you know what? You, you got to admit that's got to be up there in one of the top ten entrances of a new character. Oh, definitely. I mean, is the it, thing is, is it, it better? Um, is WWE's management of Kane becoming a new contender better than Fandango's? <laughs> what an interesting thought! You mean the the build that package before he arrived? Absolutely, it was a big th- it was a big deal, wasn't it? Do you want to know something that I'm a bit ashamed of? What you like, Fandango? A bit of me does. <laughs> is only he now, is he one of Mike's that, guilty pleasures? Well, it's only now that we've seen him. It, I still think the born dancing gimmick is fucking stupid. How can you have a ball dancing heel? I mean, I know you could argue he's cocky and stuff, but how can he? How could this guy legitimately be a world champion? Having said that, Mike, um, I've thought that about other people, and uh, I've been proven wrong. So, but you're gonna have to change the gimmick a bit. I mean, Dolph Ziggler's gimmick when he first arrived was that he kept asking people his name, which is really weird. True. But with some adjustments over time, it's worked. And the fact that Ziggler's so damn good in the ring. If it turns out Fandango can go, no pun, no gag intended, with some adjustments, it could maybe work. But they, they'll have to keep the cockiness and keep the arrogance. That's fine. But a ballroom dancing wrestler. What the fuck? At least Disco, Infer- at least Disco Inferno was funny. <laughs> Well, you never know. I mean, he hasn't had a match yet because we can't pronounce his name properly. Or poor Justin Fandango. Roberts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, let's, let's be honest. I'm sure he's breaching his contract with his employers and if he's meant to be wrestling. But hey. That's, um, a, good, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yes, maybe Vicky says, well, you're fired now and then that's it. Um, maybe maybe we are shock, uh, shocks. I'm, about to say, I'm trying to say stockholders. Shock holders, but I just said shock holders, which actually absolutely. And Mike, you are now gone. Bear with me, Mike. You are now back. Can you hear me? Yay! Yay! Um, yeah. Basically, we're we're, we're talking about what was it, Fandango, and uh, the fact that he may be sacked. No, joking aside, obviously for not for not wrestling, um, which is a bit of a weird one, but. The thing with Fandango is, like I say, it's it's not because as I said, the gimmick is awful. He looks all right, but I but I just I quite like the whole. I just like the way he says his own name. Yes, and yeah, I, I'm not saying I love the guy in the way that I do. Got Dolph Ziggler or or uh, who's the other guy that I really like? Um, Vladimir Kozlov. But what I am saying is that, I don't know, he, he's proving it more fun than I expected. Absolutely. Um, oh, going back to Paul Bear, I was wrong. I think December 2010 may have been his last appearance, not 2011, when Edge lured, lured him backstage for more tormenting, resulting in Kane accidentally pushing over Paul Bearer uh, um, off a ledge to his storyline death. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I read. I I think we're reading the same thing. I read about this, but I I completely missed that at uh-huh. the time. I I don't really watch SmackDown much, as you know, uh, these days. So so that I totally missed. Appa- yeah, it sounds a bit strange. Apparently, there was there was a stunt double Paul Bearer or a, a Paul Bearer double, and Kane pushed him over, assuming it was the double. And then I had a look, and it was Paul Bearer. It's like, oh shit! I just pushed over my dad. Absolutely. Which we've all done. We have. My dad has a hell of a... Your son of Hussein had a hell of a lot of doppelgangers. Yes. Most of them now work for my dad. I did not know that. You're all... Ah! And do you know anything about Anna Freud? No. Sigmund's daughter. Oh, she was fucking weird. I mean... She had this idea. You know how kids play with their food a lot? Oh, well, obviously, you're a dad. You know this. You know how obviously kids play with their food quite a bit? Yeah, they do. And she had a theory that, you know how the, the, the inside, in reality, they were playing with their own excrement. What? Exactly. Anna Freud was fucked. But I, I, can see, I can see how that could be a potential legitimate argument. Um, yes, but yes, yes, but based on that, why, why, why would kids want to play with their own poo? Yeah, I, to be, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, let's be, even at, I can remember at a young age, I was not a fan even of my own poo. Exactly. That is weird. I don't quite uh, get that. I know. It's one of those, I mean, let's be honest. Most people don't really start to appreciate their poo again until they're at least forty. So they're oh, yeah, true. Well, um, um, changing changing the tone somewhat from poo. To a potential poo wrestling company that Paul Bearer appeared in. Yes, go on. Which one is it? TNA. Um, I thought it. I thought it. Was. No, I'm joking. Uh-huh. I'm joking. They're not. They're not as poo as uh, they want. I thought they once were. That's true, but they're but they're still more poo than they were in the early days. Oh, they 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 are still a shadow of their former self. Absolutely, he appeared in TNA in December. Uh, the 4th 2002 um, uh, appeared at the end of a, of a show shocking everybody no, do we know what he did exactly he gave an interview he gave an interview yeah and what did he say no 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 oh there you go wouldn't it be wonderful oh it's such a shame now the guy's gone because just think about it could yes 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 from Paul Bearer be somehow tied in with Daniel Bryan and Kane, now think about it, and Paul Bearer because the new became the new manager of Team Hell No. Really? Well, I'm saying it, it was a chance they missed. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's in- <laughs> well. That's interesting. Um, it would be a lot. I mean, I would because obviously we've seen all these arguments of, of Daniel Bryan going no and everyone else going yes. Imagine if you'd have that argument with Paul Bearer. That would have been wonderful. I'd have loved that. You know, it almost would have made for one of those goofy WrestleMania segments that they have. It really would. It, it, it would have made for that. It's, it's so odd. It works. And it includes a current guy who's brilliant and an older guy who was brilliant as well. Absolutely, yeah. And it would be interesting if he came out. I mean, let's be honest. That I tell you what, if, if Paul Bearer did, had come out of that team at any point, it would have cemented that team as instant baby faces, no matter what you did, I think. Without question. Um, well, I mean, he came back to wrestling uh, after, after announcing his retirement, I think, in 2002 from WWE. 
Um, and then yeah. obviously he went to TNA. But then in 2004, March, he uh, came WrestleMania 20. He came back with The Undertaker's return when he, when he returned from the American Badass to the Dead Man gimmick. And also, he actually stuck around... This bit I found very interesting. He stuck around for another couple of years well, working no. backstage. And oh, I didn't know that. Up, really? He, he briefly booked... Oh. Yeah, he. I don't know how much, how high up he was. He isn't that high, but briefly he was used as a booker. I did not know that. Nor did I until I started reading up more on the guy earlier today. But he had. I, I don't know if you have it in, in your stuff there. But it was around two thousand three, two thousand four. He signed a new three year deal or something with the company. And in addition to the odd appearance, was mainly backstage as like a road age, and he, bo- he did some booking. I know in April 2005, it says here, Paul Bearer was given his 90-day notice to terminate his contract. Right. That would have been April 2005. So he was there a good year before. before. And he, and he storyline, he went out um, at the Great American Bash, didn't he? Um, June, I think, 04. The Undertaker um, defeating the Dudley Boys, but Paul, Herra, Paul Bearer, sorry, got um, cemented. I remember it very well, yes. Poor, poor guy. Paul guy. Well, yeah, but the, the Undertaker made his way to the stage and said, I have no other choice, I'm written here, before pulling the switch, killing his manager. So it was the Undertaker that destroyed him. Well, this is the thing. Paul Bearer has died on screen at least two or three times. Yes, like the Undertaker. So A bit like the Undertaker, yes. I mean, Paul Bearer, as you say, was kind of suffocated, supposedly, by the Undertaker in concrete in 2004. He was... He was pushed into a freezer by Kane in about 2009. And then 2010, as you say, was pushed off ladders into... How the hell did... What, did this guy make some kind of deal with the devil or something? How did he keep coming back? I don't know. He's good. He's, the, he's obviously good. Uh, very. The guys had more, had more comeback specials than... Than a what, Mike? He had more comeback specials than Elvis. More comeback. Well, there you go. Or as we say, or as we say in the Catholic Church, the greatest comeback since Lazarus. Uh, (laughs) Well, what can I say, Mike? Um, There's also one thing that comes to mind because obviously in his latter years, although although he was only 58 when he died. uh, Yeah, I thought he was would have been. He seemed a bit older, but obviously I was wrong on that. I mean, it's clearly the makeup and everything, but he seemed a lot older, didn't he? I thought he was at least mid-60s. But one thing, because obviously as he got older, his appearances became less and less and less. He kept us waiting longer than Justin Bieber at the O2. Oh, I heard about that. He wait, uh, Justin Bieber, two hours he made the fans wait. He's apologised since, hasn't he? I was hoping he could apologise for his entire life up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, remember, do you remember the rumours that he was going to um, sing at WrestleMania? Yes, yes, I do. You know what? I, I think in hindsight, looking back, I kind of really wished he did now. Um, what? Why? Because it would have been, it may have been one of the highlights of the show, just seeing the crowd react to him. Which WrestleMania was it? Can you remember? That it would have been one, it would have been the la- within the last two or three. Definitely. Yeah, it was the, what, Kerry Hilson, whoever she is, sang at it instead. Yeah, wasn't she one of the... Um, I don't know who she was. No, no, no one knows. 
Um, but yeah, uh, it, it never happened. Um, oh well. It's weird because obviously WWE tried to come across. I think I said this at, at the time. Apologies for my thinking's beeping, by the way. Uh, at the time, WWE were trying to be really, really wholesome. They are a little bit still, but not quite as much as then. And they were going to get Justin Bieber, this teen heartthrob. In the end, they got this girl, Kerry Hilson. And then shortly afterwards, I heard a song of hers called, it's the, which basically went, It's the way you fuck me, fuck me, it's the way you fuck me. I thought, Hang on, hang on a second. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I'm serious. She had a song. It was it was edited a lot for ra- for radio, obviously. It, 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 the main song was "It's the way you love me, love me." As they changed it, I've got the kind of loving that will keep you off the streets, which sounds lovely. The reality of the song was "It's the way you fuck me, fuck me." I've got the kind of pussy that will keep you off the streets. I mean, wait, hang on a second here. Family fun, definitely not. Yes, yeah, WWE hired this woman. Oh dear! Oh, Mike! Oh dear! I know. I mean, if they if they did it now, still a bit odd. If they did the attitude year, attitude here and no bats an eyelid at the time, I thought, hang on, really? That and they, clearly, Vincent Mann doesn't watch MTV after midnight, like I never do. No, absolutely no. Um, no, absolutely not. Um, I, does, I, MTV, does MTV still show music videos? Because I swear, all the shows now is the Kardashians. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I don't think. I think you've got to go over to MTV 10 to watch music videos these days. It's That's nice. it, yes. MTV 10.0. FM. Um, FM. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the last comment I, I myself I'll make on, on uh, the quite wonderful Paul Bearer. Yes, go for it, go for it. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Would you now put him in this year? Or would you wait? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I'd love to see him in there. <coughs> Only because it's, it's recent. Um... They did it with Eddie Guerrero, didn't they? Uh, the year he did the the, the, um, the next Hall of Fame prior to his uh, after his death, they put him in, didn't they? They did. They did. Although it was a bit, there was more time in between the two. Absolutely. Uh, Guerrero died in December, I believe. I think it was November, December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. But yeah, uh, it was it was towards the end of that year, wasn't it? So I think it's a lovely gesture to put him in. I think it would. And, yeah, I see. I secretly think they may have been waiting for the Undertaker and put them in, not obviously together, but put them in, put them in in the same, you know, Hall of Fame class. Um, maybe that's what they were doing. Why, they, nice why, why he's not in already? I see what you mean. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was just overlooked. It happens. It does. I can't really argue about it this year, but when you look at some of the years that when they put people in, it is a wonder why. Are you saying that Paul Bearer deserves to go in more than Donald Trump? Yes. Yeah. But then again, uh, this Donald Trump, I can understand, as part of the celebrity wing, and the fact that he helped out with, I think, the early WrestleManias, and he was part of one, well, potentially the biggest or second biggest at the moment, um, uh, WrestleManias of all time in terms of uh, amount of buy, you know, amount of pay-per-view buys, WrestleMania 23. This is the thing, though. Donald Trump uh, had WrestleMania 4 at Trump Plaza, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm guessing, is that a casino or something? Or what Not is Trump sh- Plaza? Not sure, Mike. I don't know. Do you know what Trump Plaza is? Email us at www.podcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at www.pod or visit www.moonfruit.com. I don't really know. 
maybe you do. But what I do know is this. I mean, yes, he had... So basically, has he gone to the Hall of Fame for letting WWE use his building in yeah. the 80s? Yes. And, it's, and then they said it was so successful, he had it again next year. Yeah, that's because he's a businessman. He saw that WrestleMania 4 made a shitload of money, so he said, can I have it again? That's not anything Hall of Fame worthy. No, but then but again, that... they were going to induct Mr. T, and you could argue he it was a very big deal for WrestleMania 1 and not so much really for WrestleMania 2. But did Mr. T do more than, or less than Donald Trump for wrestling? More, I'd say a lot You'd more. You'd say more, okay, okay, no, fair enough. Um, Mike Tyson? Did he do more than Trump? Yes. You could argue he was one of the key people that helped sway the Monday Night War, the Monday Night Wars. Exactly, exactly. Whereas the only time Trump helped helped out was giving up his building twice. When at the time this was this was WrestleMania four was eighty eight, right? I think. Yeah, eighty eight. At the time, WWE could have had Hulk Hogan. Versus a chimp, and they would have sold out. They'd have managed it. They were so hot. And then the Battle of the Billionaires, although that was great, it didn't help much. As It didn't help as much as Tyson did to make everybody change channel, or as Mr. T did to spike buy rates for the first WrestleMania. I don't see... I, I, when, when I was watching Raw last week, they said, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump, I just went, oh, really? I don't understand. He's in there because he's Vincent Mann's friend. Why aren't I in there, James? I'm Vincent Mann's friend. I don't know. I bought him a thermos flask of medium to warm Bovril once. And does he acknowledge that on television? Does he buggery? Well, you never know, Mike. We, We might one day go into the Hall of Fame. Maybe. Fingers crossed. It would, be wa- it would be wonderful, though, wouldn't it? I don't know what I'd do. We, we, we'd get cheered rather than cheered, I'd imagine. I don't think it would be so much that as a lot of sounds of, who are you? Who are you? I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't care, as long as we're in. And so we uh, free tickets to WrestleMania. Exactly. What more could you want? If anyone, uh, this is a student, if anyone out there has any connection, no one in the WWE, because that obviously is worth because there seems to be quite a few halls of fame, if you see what I mean. Yes. If anyone, a man versus food, and he's always joining walls of fame, right? And I love that show. If anyone out there has any connection with a hall, or wall, or wall, a hall, wall, walk, or cul-de-sac of fame, let us know. WWE Pod wants a star, stone, or pebble in that cul-de-sac. Oh, Mike, Mike, my, my, cra- cra- crazy idea. I love the cul de sac of fame. We have a WWE Hall of Fame where sure, the only, officially, the only wrestler in Shawn Michaels. We, we know The yes. Rock's going in um, um, yes. toward, towards uh, this year's WrestleMania. Shall we yep. have a cul de sac of fame for the uh, unmentionables, as in, like, the opposite of the Hall of Fame? The cul de sac of crap. The cul de sac. That needs to be a DVD. That needs to be a WWE DVD. WWE presents a Vladimir Kozlov production. WWE cul-de-sac of crap. Yes, we need we 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 need that the cul-de-sac of crap. Mike, 
that has to happen sometime this year. I don't know if we will ever... Uh, I don't know how it's going to happen, but we've got to try, Mike. Well, we were talking about doing a similar thing the other day, weren't we? We were. Well, now it's got a name. The cul-de-sac of crap. Um, cul-de-sac uh, of crap. I don't think you could describe the most recent Raw. Uh, let's just spend about three or four minutes before we go. Uh, what did you yep. think of Raw? The old school Raw? Yeah. The old school Raw, it was pretty good. I mean, uh, the the last... Uh, Last week, obviously, we had Cena versus Punk in a great match. Really good match. The few roars leading up to that, I've been nodding off a bit, if I'm completely honest. I've been watching going, uh, uh, what, what happened? What's going on here? Uh, but what I, but this, the old school roar, I remember thinking, uh, let me see, the four-way match. I want to watch that again. Obviously, we know who won. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had let's see what else happened um, I've forgotten everything that happened but I remember I quite liked it we had uh, Jack Swagger destroy the legends oh yeah Th- that sounds about right well, he was he was supposed to have a match with uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan mm-hmm. but in the end it didn't happen and he beat up Duggan, Sarge and Dusty and no one... Yeah, what amazed me, though, is Alberto Del Rio then attacked Jack Swagger after. Surely he should have been the one running down to make the save at the time. Well, I mean, when he was attacking the Legends, you mean? Yeah, rather than attack him later. Yeah, that is a good point. I mean, this is a guy that they're trying desperately, but uh, you could say, but they're still trying to get him over, and he's not as over as I think as WWE wants him to be. That surely would have made a lot more sense him to make the save for the legend, and Jack Swagger to maybe, I don't know, either either maybe, you know, um, um, do the same to Alberto Del Rio, or, or back off and not, not do anything at all, you know, run that, away. That would have made a lot of sense, because it would have been essentially the legend giving him the rub, as it's known. So yeah, that's, that would have been a very good idea. Yeah, 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 I, I didn't. They do things like that, which uh, makes me scratch my head. Let's say. Um, what did you think of the Rock uh, Cena promo? I thought that was one of the best promos that both of them have done um, ever. One of them, not the maybe not the best, but it's up there. We mean best ones that they've done as a combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, in terms of intensity, and it wasn't all jokey around. It, it did look, you know, pretty serious compared to some of their other promos. I mean, I, I like I like um, Rock's use of a. Uh, Lance Armstrong. That was great, yes. You could tell they both were struggling to hold it together afterwards. Absolutely, yeah. I, but I thought it was good, and it keeps, it keeps me interested in the match. One thing I think you and I were worried about, and maybe you still are, was the fact that they did it last year, and they're doing it again. Yeah, still find it a bit odd myself. Okay, how, how do you think the Triple H Brock Lesnar thing's going? I think they couldn't have launched it much better last week and this week. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Well, Brock Lesnar's schedule, Rock, fine enough, I think is off Raw for the next two Mondays, which I think, you know, fair enough. Um, but Brock no, Lesnar... really? That, yeah, that's, that's what I've that's, heard. That sucks ass. And that's a bit silly. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a good reason. However, Brock Lesnar is scheduled for the next two Raws. Good. Um... So, I mean, I mean that, yes, good, good. That should hopefully keep us entertained. I wonder what they're going to do with Jericho. Yes, I've noticed this. He wasn't on the old school Raw. Was he on last week? 
No, he wasn't. I think he might be away. He might be coming back next week. They did. We, I mean, uh, we mentioned uh, um, a, a while back. Maybe I did anyway. I think um, maybe Ryback Jericho, but it, they almost teased Ryback Henry. Ryback versus Mark Henry. Yes, I, I, I uh, poo break, poo break. Absolutely, poo break, and yeah, and, and a lot of other stuff break. Uh, not no, no. Pardon? Uh, a lot of other stuff break. What are you talking about? I don't know. Maybe you need a poo, and then you think I want to make a sandwich, or I would like, ah. you know, to just to make sure you don't, you know, you don't even come back, and that match is not on anymore. Well, let me see. On the assumption you and I are watching WrestleMania together, what if you go for a poo? I'll make the sandwiches, and then you start in your sandwich while I have my poo. Well, I think we did say to each other, Mike, that we will commentate on any Mark Henry match during WrestleMania. That was it, the Mark Henry match. <laughs> we were going to commentate on anything, on any match that Mark Henry might be in. I said, I said, because I mentioned to you the other day, I mentioned to a friend of mine, he said, could I, he said, could I join your Mania plans? And I went, I went yeah, it'd probably be you, me, James, and whoever. And he was, and that's fine. But then if, I said we might commentate on one match. Could will, will you be up for keeping Stum for a few minutes while we do? And I totally forgot it would be the Mark Henry match. Oh, we, Mike, tell him he can join in. I will. <laughs> so now absolutely. I Henry match, yeah. We need as many Mark Henry-isms as we can. Mark Henry-isms on... The, oh, that match could be inducted into the colder sack of crap. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit high-pitched. Um, But yes. That's that, okay. If that, unless that ends up being an amazing match, which I, <laughs> yeah, which I doubt. That that that. Hang on, hey, right back versus Mark Henry is the sleeper match of the card. It's you know it's it's lucky none of us are heavy drinkers because uh, we 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 could definitely design a drinking game for that. Oh hello, I'm up for that one though. But the problem, you'd be pissed probably by the time they even get their entrances done. So what what exactly Mark Henry is we referring to? Every, every, every time we see his rubbishness. So let's see. We could, every time he injures someone, you do a shot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, every time he says, that's what I do, <laughs> you take a shot. Yes. A cul-de-sac of crap. That's brilliant, Mike. That, that's, that's fantastic. That may be one of your best inventions. And I've invented a lot of things like solar power street lighting and anal beads. Now then, uh, b- uh, before we finish the show... What were we talking about? Uh, other than the cul-de-sac of crap, Raw, um, the, the, the promos were good. We saw the New Age Outlaws, which was nice. That Wouldn't was it... great, yeah. They need... I, don't, I really want a ladder match like this is WrestleMania. And just make it involve the four tag teams, including them and a few others, to get the tag who, team championships over. Who would you have? Them, Team Hell No, the current tag team champs, who are Team Hell No, obviously. Team Hell No. Um, and just two other, two other teams. Primo. Um, and the other one. Yeah, and Kofi Kingston and R-Truth. Oh, that's good. That's but, quite good. And I think if you did that, maybe as near the opener, to have a, a bit of a spot fest match, make it go about 15 minutes, it would be a, probably a nice, solid match, which will get the crowd going. Even though, and it might help the tag, you know, whatever. It's not going to hurt the tag team championship getting over. So, And if you wanted to do the breakup of Team Hell No, you could do it there. It is a sad state of affairs that we're saying let's put the New Age Outlaws in to save the tag team division. But at the same time, I don't know you mean, it can't hurt. And the tag team division was starting to look rosy again a few months ago. 
Now at the moment, it's kind of stagnating again a bit. Let's just do something. Just throw him in there. By the way, I noticed something about, about badass Billy Gunn. His hair? Yes. What about it? But, well, half of it isn't there. <laughs> but, but what I noticed is that oh, his hair, all right, he's, he's losing his hair. That's fine. Right? No worries there. The rest of his hair is long. That's fine. It was the most, in a weird way, it's the most normal haircut he's ever had. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. His hair no longer looks like scrambled egg. <laughs> it now looks like egg noodles. <laughs> My, <laughs> I'm, I've got nothing to say. Um, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I never thought I would be thinking to myself, actually, is it egg noodles or pot noodles? In reference to bad last belly gun. No. Ladies and gentlemen, if, and also because he wears green and a bit of yellow, would it be the chicken and mushroom flavour pot noodle he used to have a lot as a teenager? Email us at www.podcast at gmail.com. What flavour pot noodle makes the hair of badass Billy Gunn now that he's 60? And ladies and gentlemen, James is still giggling. Could we put pot noodles in the cul-de-sac of crab? No, I can't. They are very tasty. I've not had one for years now. When did I last have a pot? Email us at www.podcast at gmail.com or tweet us at www.pod. When did I last have a pot noodle? I mean, there are, there's various types of pot noodle. You have uh, you have when you sneeze and you have when you sneeze, snot noodles. You have uh, from EastEnders, dot noodles. And then, Jay, have you heard about the... Um, have you heard about the... Uh, Mysteriously disappearing ones. No. What noodles? Oh dear. Good night. Oh yes, Jim Cornette, Master Fuji. I hear you're having problems with Yokozuna. He's scared of the casket. He's worried about Chuck Norris. He's scared of my Undertaker. Oh, and I wonder why. Yokozuna. In January of this year, you and ten of the top superstars of the World Wrestling Federation sent me into a state of unrest. And the creatures of the night that I vowed never to rest in peace brought me back for one reason and one reason only. That is to destroy you, Yokozuna. And take your soul to the dark side. <laughs>